This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Okay, you guys, today we have a special guest, my friend Hannah Jones, the political activist. And as it is Women's Month, um, we wanted to talk about women-related topics. Um, And today we're actually going to be talking about biblical womanhood. I'm really excited for this. Um, Hannah, I don't want to say she's an expert, but um, she she has some really good knowledge. Um, but without further ado, Hannah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I live in North Dallas. I am a recent Texas uh, resident, though. I just moved here from California, so I'm exploring and learning all about the greatest state in the union. Um, I am involved with the Young Republicans, um, so I do a lot of work with them, um, just in local grassroots organizations, um, and I'm really passionate about equipping Christian women to fulfill, like, glorifying God and enjoying Him forever. Awesome. That's great. So what's your favorite part about Texas so far? All of the things that you're allowed to do here that you're not allowed to do in California. (laughs) That's what I've noticed that a lot of, like, because a lot of influencers leave in California and go to Texas. I go, you better vote Republican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, That's what everyone um, says to me. Like, when, when I first moved here, everyone was like, you're, you're going to, like, vote Republican, right? And I'm like, gosh, people, like, yes, but I also <laughs> went and, like, do other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering if those influencers are going to vote Republican, because I think they have seen the acts of... California, how California affected their businesses. I just yeah. pray to God well, they vote Republican. Here's the thing. I don't know if they think that it's politically motivated. I don't know if people will put two and two together that like your politics are going to affect your everyday life. Because when people think politics, they think big government or like federal level. And the reality is no matter how much we want to complain about the president, the president isn't affecting our everyday life. It's the local government. Everyone be involved in your local government. And anyway, um, so it's your local government. And I don't know if they're going to put two and two together. The average person I don't think does. I hope so, but I don't know. I think we've seen that more with COVID is like, wow, your governor really matters. Like, yeah, that's you know, true comparatively true. to before, like, okay, a lot of the decisions seemed maybe even if they weren't like top down, 
But now we're seeing like, well, over in Florida, like they have a lot more freedom or in South Dakota, they're doing a lot. And no matter which way you fall, maybe you're really coronavirus conscious and you're like, that's crazy. Wouldn't ever want to live there. Or you're like, no, that's fantastic. Want to move to South Dakota. You you notice it more than I think we did a year ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess the first question is, how would you define biblical womanhood? That's a deep question, but yeah, because <laughs> um, I have yeah, no I mean, idea. It's, it's very broad, but I think that yeah. it would be using your gifts um, in a feminine way to glorify God, and using the gifts and the role that God's placed you in to be glorifying Him, and um, and just living contently in your role as a woman. I think is a big part of it too, and not mm. we, you know, we see a lot in culture of this buck up against the system. And, you know, we want to do everything just like men. But I think when we realize how beautiful of a role God's given both men and women, that it's an exciting thing to be a woman. And it's not like, oh, and you're just a girl. So you get to do these other things and you can't do all the cool stuff. Yeah, I think and I agree with everything you said. And to like the last point you said, I think one problem or like what's happening in culture now is we're overcorrecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think previously, for example, the idea that a woman couldn't have a bank account. Now, you know, our great, great grandparents, I'm sure there were arguments pro and against that, but like realistically in today's age, you know, for example, I'm 26 and I'm not married. I I need a bank account. You know, I can't, I I love my parents. I do love my dad, (laughs) but I, that, I can't like he can't be in control of me that's just the reality of the situation yeah so like um that is where things are today and I think that what has happened is we've had some progress some positive things I do think it's a positive thing that women can vote um I do think it's positive we can have a bank account I do think it's positive we can do things by ourselves but we're overcorrecting we're trying to be not equal to men anymore now it's trying to be like greater than men and I think that all of that encompasses and it gets when it comes to like biblical womanhood like when we're trying to be um a godly woman it all seeps into that as well because you can't if your belief is that you're greater than men you can't walk in your biblical womanhood and i'll opinion. say too it's like i categorize myself as a feminist but i'm not your and we've talked about this okay, first yeah well we're not <laughs> no, it's it's cool. like not like a 21st century feminist right i am what a feminist is actually supposed to be of just fighting for equal rights between men and women like i just want the right to um pursuit of happiness what is it life liberty life, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all i want i just i i mean i am married um I, I want to be considered for a job not because i'm female but because i'm the most qualified um, I want to be paid the same as my male counterparts. I, um, I want to be able to get my own apartment, get my own credit cards and stuff like that. And that's what the 1970s feminists did. And other than abortion, but we talked about that too, that the whole point of abortion at the time was so women could work because if they, um, if they got pregnant, there was a right to get fired. And I think we have course corrected that to the point where women can work and have a family yeah and a little to your point though um i was reading in our blog that steph is writing about the um 
conservative women that don't get the due that they deserve during this month. And it was Susan B. Anthony, as well as, I can't remember the other- um, Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Okay, there you go. And yep. they, they were both explicitly pro-life. Like they were, yes. like the original feminists were pro-life. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to add that into there. And yeah, I think it's um it's a lot of um it's just they're, they're doing too much. I I feel like that doesn't sound intelligent for me to say it. they're doing too much, but that's just exactly what's happening right now. Yeah, and I think that is scaring a lot of more typical like middle America people that are just like, yeah, I just want to be paid and not fired because I'm pregnant and I want like, you know, that's that's all I really care about. Where then there's people that are like, yeah, but I want, you know, boys that are, you know, transitioning to girls to be able to play on girls sports teams. Well, you know, like that's where you're losing a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's also, I feel like that would be a a good argument for people who like the patriarchy. I think that allowing men to be in a woman's space is an example of like men taking over. Like that's, I I don't understand. We've seen that for a little while now. I mean, Caitlyn Jenner was woman of the year. Yeah. Like if a man that, you know, becomes a woman in the first six months, they're man or they're woman of the year. So like a guy can dress up as a girl for six months and they're a better woman than like lots of great women in history that have done amazing things. And we're going to give like a man this award. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. I remember I want to say, what grade was I in? It was around Pretty Little Liars uh, toward yep. the end because I remember, you remember in Pretty Little Liars, they, and it made no sense whatsoever. And we're kind of going off topic, but it's all related, <laughs> everybody. Um, but in Pretty Little Liars, uh, spoiler alert, they made Charlotte transgendered. And I remember thinking, yep. this makes no sense. Oh, did you know that, Victoria? Did you finish it? I never watched Pretty Little Liars. We've been through <gasps> this. I'm oh. Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love I, Gossip I'm, Girl. I'm so traumatized. How does it like it? I don't understand. I tried the first, like, two or three episodes, and it's so boring to me. Have, Hannah, have you watched Bridgerton yet? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm <laughs> Wait, not going to no, no, I haven't seen it yet. I am on the yet. fourth audio, or book right now, because I just can't stop. Oh. But it's, like, Gossip Girl in the 1800s, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's Pride and Prejudice meets Gossip Girl. It's, yes. it's it's good. What I do tell people is like I fast forwarded through several moments, but it is a very like they have it's a, a very few good sexy show. scenes. Okay, so it gets a little saucy. It's it's quite saucy, but okay. it okay. is a very fun. Like I think if <laughs> if you like Pride and Prejudice, you'll like Bridgerton. Like okay. you'll like that so kind good. of thing. I need to okay. I maybe it's I'll just start like it what tomorrow. so it's like eight like this family of like eight kids and like each season which get, correlates with one book goes through ooh, the kids like finding their lo- like love of their life and like their kid being like out and trying like the whole um courting and the season um I know I'm like I want to be the diamond of the season I'm like- <laughs> the diamond of the season oh okay well don't talk too much about it because I haven't seen it yet I haven't seen it yet but so good I think anyway. I'm on the second time I'm watching it <laughs> Anyway, um, so we were talking about Charlotte being transgendered. Why did we bring that up? 
Well, because Caitlyn Jenner was woman of the year after being a woman for eight months. Yeah, and then you're right. And it seeped into other aspects because Charlotte being transgender made no sense to the plot. I mean, they tried to put it together, but it was sloppy and a huge part of the you know, that's So interesting. I was insulted. Sorry, that's an interesting point because they did the same thing in Glee, which yes, the I was woman just that was that. the first female football coach transitioned to a man. I did not know that. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. I never put two and two together around that time period of like, okay, when trans. Caitlyn Jenner transitioned. A lot of TV shows tried depicting it. It's like what TV's doing now with COVID. It's like because of COVID, mm-hmm. a lot of TV shows are having COVID plot lines. And I think that kind of goes back to um, culture uh, defining womanhood, I guess, uh, instead of letting the Bible define womanhood. I think it culture is, or like TV shows are trying to be relevant. So they're adding things that are big that is going on in the world, but that's not where we should get our idea for womanhood. That's not where we should get our idea for being a godly woman, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Yeah. And that's actually exactly why I would not label myself a feminist because I very much agree with the Bible. It says men and women are equal. There is no Jew nor Greek, no male nor female. But I don't think that it is generally helpful anymore, especially to be using the label feminist, because it does mean all these other things. It does mean you're pro-abortion. It, you know, people are going to, if you say I'm a feminist, a lot of the times, if you don't caveat that, people are going to assume, you know, what typical, what are we in third or fourth wave of feminism is now yeah. and not like, oh, I just like voting and, you know, getting paid the same and getting my job security because I won't get fired if I get pregnant. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I would say, like, I'm a, we call it, like, on the show, like, the 21st century feminists. Like, we're not yeah. that old. We're, like, the OG feminists. Like, we just want equal opportunity yeah. for the most part. Yeah, and I would say, so, you know, I don't consider myself a feminist either. And I will say that um, I do have a lot of friends that are conservative and that do, you know, uh, that are Christian that do they always caveat, like one of my friends, she'll always go, I'm a pro-life feminist because that's, because like you said, there's so much negativity surrounding the word. And um, I think that a lot of it, once again, has to go back to like what is happening in culture and how we are just like overcorrecting. And I like what you said um, about the Bible does say we're equal. There's no Jew, Gentile, there's no male or female. And I feel like this says one other thing. He does not say there's no male or female. He says, you said the verse. Can you say it again? Yeah, it says, it's no Jew nor Greek, no male nor female. Oh, he does say no male nor female. Yeah. So um, the Bible does clarify that we are all equal. And I do think that um, we get caught up, like culture gets just caught up in the areas that we are not the same and overcorrects it once again. I think like having this conversation, I think our biggest problem is just overcorrection and this overcorrection and everything. I'm even thinking like, this has nothing to do with like being a woman, but like even like race stuff, like there was awful racism, like in the seventies and further back in the fifties. And now we're like overcorrecting and being racist against, you know, white people. Like it's, it's def it's like, 
All and of you're the things- saying that real quick, and you're like, that's actually something that's been proven in like South Africa when they got rid of the yeah. apartheid, it like flipped racism around. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, like it's it's overcorrection. Um, okay, so sorry, shifting gears really quick. Um, when you're thinking of biblical womanhood, what are some um ways that we can walk in that? Like, what are some things that we can do? Um to make sure that we are sticking with the Bible when it comes to how we present ourselves, how we are um, interacting with people and things like that. Sure. So obviously I think the biggest thing um, is just obviously reading your Bible. You can't follow the Bible if you don't know it. Um, So if you're reading your Bible, you're going to know what that looks like. But more specifically, I think Titus 2 is a really good place to start with because it talks about the older women teaching the younger women and it says you know to love their husbands to be keepers of the home and that is just uh, I can actually pull it up just so I quote it correctly (laughs) um yes uh, uh, Titus 2 verse 3 is older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior not slanderers or slaves to much wine they are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled pure working at home kind and submissive to their own husbands that the word of God may not be reviled. So right there, I mean, obviously, you know, we, especially as like younger women can be looking to the moms that are, you know, every generation above us, like, well, how do you be a Christian woman in your thirties? And how do you be a Christian woman in your forties and fifties and sixties? And if you're involved in a church, you're going to be able to see what that looks like from godly women. And just by living life with them, getting to see, okay, well, this is like, this is how you are respectful to your husband and how you love your children and your husband. So I have another question. So Titus 2, it's so funny that you say that because I don't know if it's where I've been seeing Titus 2 a lot, but which makes me think, okay, maybe God is like, hey, Mal, you need to hop on that, like get a mentor. So my question would be, how would we like approach a woman to kind of get, I guess, mentorship? Because I'm so awkward with that stuff. Like, sure, I I don't even know how I make friends anymore. I just... (laughs) So yeah, how would we approach an older woman to help us? So when I was in my early or 20s, like maybe even late teen years, when I was an adult going to church by myself, but I wasn't like, I, you know, like I'm still single, like I'm not married, didn't have a family. So sometimes there's that awkward, like, how do I get to know people kind of a yeah, thing. So yeah. The biggest piece of advice and I'm taking it and, and it's really served me well is that you just have to ask people to hang out. Like they, especially moms, a lot of the times are so busy on a Sunday morning. They're trying to keep all their kids together, make sure nobody's, you know, jumping off of the pews. They're just trying to keep everybody alive and they'd love to hang out with you, but they're so busy that they're going to forget to ask. So what I, I mean, I like, I wanted to learn how to can. And so oh. there's a, a couple ladies at my church and I was like, Hey, when you're canning, can you tell me and I'll come help you. And then we just would spend the day together. And obviously you're going to just have conversations. So a lot of times just asking like, Hey, you know how to make bread. Like, I really want to know how to do that. So I can do that for my house. Can you, can I, can you tell me when you're making bread and I'll come over and learn from you. And they'd love to do that. Like people love to share their skill. Um, And even if it's just like, can I come over and hang out with your family one night? Like they want to do it. They just don't remember to ask because they're a lot of times trying to keep their head on. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good idea. Cause yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, another question I had one, sorry, y'all give me two seconds. I had one. Um, so we talked a little bit about before we started 
recording, we talked a little bit about how um, there are some songs and some things out there in the culture currently that are, and they are, I was going to say, and I can't even say the word, but they're the exact opposite of um, how we should be conducting ourselves as women, not just um, in a hoity-toity, like, oh, I'm better than you, but in line with scripture, because at the end of the day, we go back to what the Bible says. Um, what, like, how do we combat that? What should we be doing ourselves? And then if you have some ideas for if someone's listening and they have teenagers, maybe how to do that as well. Sure. So I think obviously with all the the music is like, part of it is just like not entertaining it. Like, like, you know, if it's on like changing the channel, which sometimes is like just a weird habit to get into. Like, yeah. I know like sometimes it's like, well, it's just on, I'll leave it, but like changing it. So it's like, no, this isn't appropriate behavior that I'm going to accept in my life. So I'm going to change the channel or whatever, skip the song on Spotify or whatever, or like, you know, you're going to take it out of things that you're involved in. And so it, it does draw a clear line, it, especially mentally for yourself, just saying like, that's not somewhere I'm going to go because we don't like nothing about like all of the, the popular radio songs is anything that you really want to touch. Like, you know, it's not being pure and submissive to your own husband. And like, it's not honoring your father and mother. Like none of that is things that we want yeah. to be doing. Um, especially as Christian women, we, you know, our goal is honoring the Lord. Like who cares if you miss out on knowing the popular songs? Um, if like, if doing that loses your soul. Mm, that's a good point. That was a very good point. Um, oh, and you said teenagers. That's yeah. Good. Yes. Um, and I think part of it is with teenagers, uh, moms, or at least, you know, I think something that I appreciated is, you know, the, the older women in the church that maybe weren't like so much older than me. Like when I remember when I was a teenager, I felt like girls that were like, like our age, like mid twenties, like, I just thought they were so cool. Like, you know, if you, yeah. <laughs> like, like if you invite somebody over that your kids could just like have them over for dinner. So your kids can see like, oh, this is what you like. Your girls can see, this is what 25 as a Christian looks like. This is how you be a single Christian woman. Well, you know, and as obviously if you're, if you're just doing that with people in your church, if you're having people over and they can see that it's, it's a natural example. And hopefully I think what we can do on our side of that too, is reach out to those girls, like, you know, hang out with them. Do you want to go to coffee or do you want to go do this thing with me? Because I mean, there's so much bad influence out there for teenagers that Mm -hmm. like an hour and a half of your time is no big deal. If it really helps them grow in being comfortable in being a Christian. I think that was what was really hard for me is that like, I felt like kind of a party pooper. Like, you know, you're like, oh, I won't do all these things. And it's like, you sound lame, you know, which obviously as you get to be an adult is like, well, who cares? Like, I don't care if I'm lame. Yeah, yeah. But when you're, when you're 15, like, that's a really big deal. Like, it feels very much like I'm never going to be normal. I'm never going to have friends because I am just the weird girl that you know, doesn't listen to Cardi B or doesn't listen to whatever. And and then, you know, if you have good examples of that on the other side. Yeah. Wow. That is a very good point too. And I think, so we have moms listening and then also to what she said, some of our audience is about mid-age. So I think us reaching out to younger girls, I've honestly been thinking about younger girls for a really long time. Um, these past couple of weeks, like, I've just really been thinking about, I mean, before the whole 
wop things re re talked about <laughs> um i was thinking about the youth before then but um in yeah. all seriousness i was thinking about them just because specifically girls because that's what i am and i love being a girl and honestly i just can't relate to teenage boys um they're weird nor do we want to really like I'm, I'm i'm very happy to let the men handle that go right, right ahead right so i very much have been thinking about them and I, and what is really um i guess been on my heart is just there are so many things going on in the world there are so they're getting so many messages and I mean I thought I had it bad in high school but even in my little bubble like I grew up sheltered I've talked about this numerous times but I just remember thinking I had it bad but like I'm just thinking now how much more difficult it would be to be a girl with social media um I mean I had awful self-esteem I can't imagine the self-esteem I would have now at like 15 everybody on Instagram I mean my little cousins watching looking at their Instagram first of all I make sure they don't follow me because I that's so weird (laughs) to me I do not like even though they're family I just think it's weird when teenagers have Instagram like I don't know like 15 and younger that's so strange to me but anyway (laughs) when I do creep on their social media it is so fascinating to me like how things are very curated how there's like a theme and they delete and this is not so there's just so many things um that young girls are being inundated with now and I do think it is um I guess it will par- fall under the Titus 2 model of us to reach out and help them and to try to at least be a, an ear to talk to because I just I'm sure it's isolating now especially you know no offense to public school but especially in public school if you're alone and you're I mean there's issues in private schools too but you know if you're alone yeah. in a lot of your beliefs because like if my kid went to public school and they was like oh um here's a letter we're going to watch a movie about this girl transitioning or x y and z I'd be the first one to sign my kid no they're going to sit they'll be the weird one sitting in another room and I'm sure that would feel awkward if you were the kid um yeah that was like a long rant to be like yeah I agree with you I really do think we need no to. yeah I think that's I mean that's the the whole point I think with Titus too is like you are always the older and the younger woman in the equation yeah you are always somebody's older woman and then I mean I always think like how funny that must be like but you never arrive I don't think like even the ladies that really seem like they have it together they probably don't think they have it together as like we think they do like watching yeah. them so like even when you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s like there's always somebody that's going to be a little bit ahead of you in the space that's able to mentor you even just at a friendship level maybe it's not an official like we get together every week and I think that that sometimes is a little damaging that we like a lot of us that grew up in like the youth group culture of the early 2000s like you know it has to be this official thing and if it's not like very organized it's not really mentorship but it's like yeah but like some of the best conversations I've had is when I'm like elbow deep in apricots with somebody and we're like <laughs> canning them. And it's like, well, here we are. So we're going to talk, you know, as we are doing something productive. And it's like, those are going to be the best things that you're going to just randomly come up upon because they just come up in conversation. And it wasn't like we went out to coffee and sat down. Sometimes that's just not doable for people. Yes. Okay. You made such a good point. Cause I mean, in my head, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to find someone to have coffee with. But no, you're right. It could just literally just be something super simple as, I don't know, what, like, we, I think my church, the women's group are going to try to do crafting nights. 
So that yeah. could be considered like I, maybe I meet someone there who's really good at beating and we do beating together, just the two of us, something like that. Yeah. Wow. I never, you're right. That's the mentality. I'm over here thinking, okay, I have to figure out how to have a coffee date. All right. Do I buy her coffee too? Like I'm having all this stuff happening, but it doesn't have to be like that. Um, so this has been great. We're going to wrap it up. Victoria, I have one more question, but Victoria, do you have another question? I don't think so. This has been a lot of me learning. Cause I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a Christian for sure. Like, I don't think I would be doing this podcast if I wasn't no, that'd be but, awkward if you weren't be so awkward <laughs> but it's definitely a like podcast. been a lot like very interesting to like learn and like I, I knew this stuff but it's just kind of like from a different perspective so thanks for coming on Hannah yeah thanks for having me okay so lastish question unless I think of something else while you answer this singleness as a young adult Christian woman what are some tips, some advice, how to not feel so awful all the time? Some people might feel that way. I don't know. I'm just joking. That's low key for me too. So yeah, asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking for a friend. She may or may not be here with us. <laughs> yeah, man, I wish I had a, a more uh, like personal experience with that because I am like I've always been single. So, um, but I think but, I mean obviously part yeah. of it is just being content in the Lord like part of that is just well I if you can't be content single you you won't be content married Mm -hmm. is what I keep hearing so like that makes a lot of sense like if no matter what it is obviously like when you're a teenager you're like oh when I'm in college it'll be great and so it's like well no college has its own problems too so like being single has its benefits and its disadvantages just like being married even though being married is a good thing and like the Bible talks about that it's a good thing to look forward to but and we obviously will always need to work on contentment, but that's a lame, like that's a lame answer. Everyone just says, Oh, be content. But obviously I think, and knowing that it's okay to be sad, like about being single, like you don't have to be the girl that's like, I'm fine. I don't need a man. Like it's a good thing to want to get married and have kids. And knowing that I think is really comforting. Like that. It's not just like, you need to fake it till you make it. Like you can be like, you know, you don't want to like lull in your sadness, but it's okay to be like, I would prefer my life to have a husband <laughs> in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I don't know. I think p- part of it is obviously like just putting yourself out there. Like I've met a lot of really great friends on different reformed groups on the internet. So Yeah. I was going to say, are you, are you in harmony? I was, I was for like four years or three oh. years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can talk. About so I was for a long time. <laughs> okay. Are you in pub? But, Are you in pub? Yeah, I've been in. I I was in the pub before. That's how I heard about Reformed Harmony. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think like just going to things like a lot or like so I'm a member of the OPC, so they have a lot of like things like there's singles camping trips and singles retreats and whatever, and it's like those sound really awkward. But like yeah, if do. you're able to go to them, like go, like you never know what the Lord's going to use. So like. Yeah. You know, and the old ladies at church ask them, they always know people and they would love to set somebody up. (laughs) Yeah, that's the truth. Old people, my mom. They love it. That's their dream. Yeah, my mom, if she's not trying to set me and my brother, well, not my brother anymore. He's dating somebody. But if she's not trying to set me up, she, anybody she meets. Yeah. yeah, I know someone that will be great. Any, anybody. Coincidentally, they also breathe. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so, so much um, for coming on here and talking, uh, chatting with us about this. And I really hope this was a productive conversation for everyone listening. I hope that, um, honestly, one of the biggest things I got out of this personally was the Titus 2 thing. Because, I mean, like I said, I keep hearing that. So I, I feel like that could be a sign from God that I probably should look more into that. Um, but anyway, I really hope that everyone, you guys got something out of it. And also too, Hannah, do you care if people follow you on social media or anything like that? Or yeah, that's you- great. My Instagram is Hannah the Heretic, which I realize gives off an odd uh, thing, but I am not a feminist. So I've, I've gotten a bit of a reputation. So that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Yeah, everybody. And we'll link it in the description and in the bio. Um also, too, our summit is coming up. Please make sure you RSVP for our summit. We're going to have tons of really cool speakers. We have Carla from Culture of Life is going to be speaking, um, as well as we have, I'm trying to think of other, like, kind of bigger names. Oh, Tony, um, the amazing pro-life activist lady, is going to be speaking, um, and a bunch of other people. So, yeah, make sure you RSVP. And once again, Hannah, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so All much, right. Hannah. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.